Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues podcast. Chelsea get another win. Uh, This one's in an FA Cup match against Barnsley. Last time we faced Barnsley, I mentioned it like a few times now, we won 6-0. This time we get the narrow victory, 1-0. And to be honest, Barnsley kind of possessions doesn't show, but they did not, they didn't, they dominated the chances that they got. Let's just say that. They didn't dominate the game because as you can clearly tell, Chelsea completely dominated possession, which is what they do most of the time. But with the chances that they had, and I'll read you it right now, 72% possession for Chelsea. The shots, though, 14-6 to Barnsley. Shots on goal 4-1 to Barnsley. Um, and you know what? I'm going to say it. Kepa had a good game. He had a good game. He made really nice saves multiple times. At the end, he was kind of losing it a little bit. Uh, and then Tammy Abraham was our goalkeeper for a little bit in the in the end of that game. Um, but just, I can't, I can't believe it that I'm saying this, but Kepa had a good game in this one. So good for him. Uh, we we also have a game to preview as well. We're going to be playing Newcastle United on Monday. So this will be a preview to that, but you know, you're just your guys' thoughts on the match. I mean, I think the Tammy goal was offside. So, you know, thanks to good for us, not having the VAR there, uh, in the 64th minute, they did show an angle of it though, where they had like, you know, the imaginary line marked and it didn't look that offside. But it still somewhat looked offside. So, I mean, whatever. But Tammy was just, he. I'm already saying it. He was my man of the match. He, he had such a good match in this game. And um, we were able to see some young guys in there as well. We saw Tino uh, Andrian. We saw Billy Gilmore. It was just a good match uh, by Chelsea. Obviously, defensively and offensively, not so much. More defensively. That's my take on it. For me... Like you said about Kepa, right? He had a good game for the most part, made good saves. But then again, he he played well, and then he just he just showed why he was getting benched because he obviously made that error. And I mean, that's the whole reason you can't have someone in the Premier League where it's a one-zero game, and then you make an error like that. And if Tammy wasn't there and he wasn't that tall, that a hundred percent would have been a goal, and then. Instead of saying he had a great game, we'd probably be saying how bad of a game he had because of that mistake. But luckily for him, it didn't 
it didn't matter. Got the clean sheet. That's going to hopefully help his confidence, and hopefully he can, he can start working his way back because he did look good. He made some great saves. He looked like someone, I uh, can't say that he looked he worth his first tag, but he didn't look incompetent, and that's good. That's a step in the right direction. Uh, moving on, I mean, basically, we just didn't really... I don't know. We didn't really do much. We played... At, we got outplayed by Barnsley. And then, to be fair, you could say, yes, we played a bunch of our B-team players, not the, not the first names on the team sheet, that haven't really gotten used to the system yet, haven't really played together that much, or definitely not in this formation. So, I mean, I guess you could say that, and obviously it's not at a field at the quality that Stamford Bridge has, so that probably didn't help. But, I mean... A bunch of players underperformed. I'd say Hakim Ziyech definitely, definitely did not play well. I mean, Conte and Gilmore. I mean, Conte didn't look as good as he could. He didn't play badly, but he did. He definitely didn't play as well as he could. Gilmore made some sloppy passes at some point. I mean, everyone just played worse than they could. They didn't play terrible. We still got the win. They did enough, but they didn't play like they could have. But... One person that did, I was going to give my men of the match to Tammy Abraham because he obviously deserves it. Scored the winning goal, saved a goal that would have made it tied. But I also want to say, I wanna, I'm going to give it to Reese James because when he came on, we changed the, he, to go change the system to more of like a 4-3-3. And he brought energy, he brought passing, and he got the assist. He played really, really well. And I mean... Yeah, I mean, he just played really well. I also want to say Hudson Adore played well again. He looked very dangerous. I'd say he was probably our, uh, our you can't really say his best player because he wasn't, but he was definitely our most dangerous player. Uh, he made some great runs through, through the Barnsley defense, got a few shots off, almost scored, just went wide. And I mean, a few players played well, a few players underperformed, and I think that's kind of showing who's good enough for Tuchel's system. And I mean, we needed to do better in this game, but it doesn't matter because we won and we're through to the next round. And like Duco said in his press conference, we're through to the next round, full stop. Yeah, definitely not a great performance from Chelsea, right? Um, we, we didn't play well. We were outplayed by Barnsley, um, at least in terms of the shots, shots on goal, like Josh mentioned. Not a great performance from most of the players on the field. Marcus Alonso looked terrible. He actually had a couple decent defensive plays. It just looked like he was just a little bit off the pace. I mean, he always kind of looks a little bit off the pace. But um, I thought that I agree with you. Reese James, when he came on, he definitely played well, especially defensively. Um, and he definitely great uh, gave some more uh, – gave a, a little bit more uh, sol- solid uh, defensive presence there than, um, you know, CHO did. And – for my man of the match, Abraham was good with his, you know, block off the goal line. Obviously, his goal. I'm not sure if he he had a couple passes, and I felt like he didn't hold up the ball as well as he could have, um, and like someone like Giroud would have uh, done better. So something that he still needs to work on. I'm gonna give him man of the match just because I thought he was uh, definitely a. a a surprisingly good performer, whereas Reese James is usually always a solid performer. So I'm not, it was a, a pretty good or, you know, usual performance from him. So I'm going to go with Tammy Abraham as my man of the match. 
Um, and I guess now moving into the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, um, we're going to be at home hosting Sheffield United, who we actually just played a few days ago in the Premier League. Um, and hopefully we should be able to advance from there um, and hopefully make it to the FA Cup semifinal at least and hopefully win the whole competition if we can. But uh, it's definitely going to be tough. There's some good teams remaining. Um, Spurs getting knocked out in that really thrilling game against Everton, actually, in the FA Cup. Didn't get a chance to watch it, but saw the highlights sound like a really good game. So they're eliminated. Um, and, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get a good draw, um, assuming that we beat Sheffield. Yeah, um, and, and I mean, we'll obviously have our preview and recap to that FA Cup match as well. I think it'll be a good one against Sheffield United, but that's in the future. We got a game coming up soon uh, against, whoa, I couldn't think of the team name for a second there, against Newcastle United on Monday. But first, I actually have a little bit of update as the Chelsea woman did play this week as well. Um, they won 3-0 against the Arsenal woman in the English Women's Super League. They now sit at first comfortably three points ahead of Manchester United with 35 points. They were tied most of the time with Man United recently, but now they're ahead. And they're 11-2-1 in the Super League, only having one loss in 13, 14, 14 games. Couldn't do my math correctly. One loss in 14 games at Chelsea Woman. Um, Harder had two goals. She had one in the 48th and 58th minute. And then uh, Kirby had one at the end of the match in the 90th minute. So just wanted to do that. As like I mentioned, I'll, I'll be doing some other Chelsea stuff, not just the Chelsea first team, but some Academy stuff in the Chelsea women as well. I'll be updating that per week or whenever they have matches onto the Newcastle game, which is what everyone has been waiting for 3 PM Eastern standard time on Monday, February 15th for us here in the East coast. And then for all you British viewers in the UK, that'll be at 8 PM um, for you. I got that correctly. Didn't have to check myself on that. I'm very proud of myself for that. Um, so that's good for me. Chelsea sit in fifth right now in the Premier League table, tied with West Ham in points of 39. Their last five have three wins, one draw, and a loss. And they're slowly, slowly making it closer and closer to the top four with Liverpool ahead of them by one point. Hopefully we get the win this weekend. Newcastle, they're on the opposite end of the table. They sit in 16th with 25 points, tied in points with Brighton. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to get the win in here on Monday. Thomas Tuchel, we're lucky enough to be recording this podcast after his press conference, um, you know, about the game. And he had a few Chelsea things on a few players. Kai Havertz, he was saying that it's maybe too close for Kai. And for Kai, let's see today if he's out. It will be a very short time for Kai. So maybe he'll be missing this match as well. He said for Timo Werner, it should be absolutely okay for Timo Werner to come back. Obviously, he had like a little bit of a knock, uh, a dead leg, as they called it, or as Tuchel called it the other day. So there was that. And then Thiago Silva, he's aiming for Southampton, which will be next Saturday. We are trying, we are trying, trying hard. Let's see if he can make it. We can't promise. And then Andreas Christensen came off at halftime for a headache. Chelsea boss said, no, it was not a concussion. It was not recu- concussion related at all. It was like I said, a headache, so it was better off that we that he you know took off. He'll be available on Monday. He'll probably start because he wants these minutes now that you know Thiago Silva is out. We saw Zuma, so he should be okay. Um, but let's go to my lineup. We're going to have Mendy in net, and he's going to be my goalkeeper. It's going to be the 3-4-2-1 formation again. My three center backs, it's going to be Christensen. We saw Zuma, but I have Rudiger and then Asby um, you know, on the right side of those three center backs. For me, I was actually... 
I, I, this was one of the toughest items I've had to do, besides the first few when he's got it involved and we didn't really know what system to do, because when we once we switched to the 4-3-3 in the game against Barnsley, I mean, we looked much better, so I was debating whether we'll see that again, but then I thought it through and I realized that if we go to 4-3-3, Werner's obviously going to be able to come back who are really who who who's going to be the good winger because most of our wingers are out of form or still kind of dealing with injury because obviously we have uh Christian Pulisic who looked like didn't he didn't play well looked like he might have picked like a small injury up or something didn't look good at all Hakim Ziyech obviously played terribly he's still working his way back I mean we could play Mason Mount there but then who would we play at Cam because Kai Havertz is probably not going to be able to play so that uh, anyway Basically, long way of saying I decided to stick with a three-four-three. So Mendy and Net. I think Zuma will fill in the Christensen. I think Zuma played well, so I think he'll get another chance to show what he has. I wouldn't be surprised if Christensen starts, but Zuma, Rudiger, Aspi as the three center backs. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, Peter. I'm gonna go with the same back three or back four with Mendy, um, Aspi on the right hand side, Zuma in the middle, and Rudiger on the left hand side. Hopefully, he doesn't score an own goal, um, in this game. Now going on to my midfield here, we're going to have the left wing back. It's going to be Alonzo, as he is loved by Thomas Tuchel. Center midfield is going to be Kovacic and Jorginho, another, uh, or Jorginho Manley that Tuchel loves to start now, we see. Right wing back is going to be CHO, Callum Hudson-Odoi getting the start there. For me, my midfield, I think Alonzo obviously got subbed out after not playing well, so I could see will starting there, but I think... It could have just been a sub to kind of save him more for the game. So I think Alonso will start on the left wing as not left wing, left wing back. Uh, I think Kovacic and Jorginho will come back into the midfield. They've been playing really well. Kovacic came on, played well again. Uh, Jorginho got a rest. He's been playing well. And then Reese James and Callum Hudson at Dewey for right wing. I think you have to give it to Reese James after he came on uh, uh, at halftime. Played really well, so I think, I th- yeah, I think Reese James will play at the right wing back. Um, so for me, I'm gonna go Chilwa at left wing back. I think he beats Alonso to the spot. He gets another chance, and hopefully, he can impress Tuchel um to make him kind of that permanent starter like he was under Lampard. Um, in the midfield, the midfield too. I'm gonna go Jorginho and Kovacic. Both have been playing really well recently. Um, and hopefully, they continue that form. Maybe you could see Ngolo Kante pop in, but he did play full ninety. Um, against Barnsley, so I doubt you'll see that. Um, and for my right wing back, I agree with Peter. I think Reese James is just too valuable for him to not be in the starting lineup, especially defensively. Um, and he, and he obviously will have more of a license to go forward with Aspi right behind him. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have Reese James there. Uh, going to my front three, I'm gonna have Mason Mount. He's first player on the team sheet. He will be playing. Um, you know, I can almost guarantee you unless, of course, there's an injury, something like that. But he will be playing alongside him. I'm going to see Timo Werner, um, and he's going to be partnering Olivier Giroud up top. Um, basically, I'm kind of going for like a 3-5-2 situation with Mount in that attacking midfield role, um, and Werner and Giroud kind of playing off each other um, as our front two or the two strikers. So hopefully Werner, you know, keeps up his good form after his last match where he got a couple of assists. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Score prediction for me, I guess I'll do that, and then you guys can do front three and score prediction also. Um, 
I'm going to go with the Timo Werner goal. And I think that's it, actually, because I think it's going to be uh, 1-0 Chelsea. For me, I'm thinking it's weird because Ziyech, like Peter mentioned earlier in the episode, that he hasn't been playing that well recently. But I'm still going to have him starting in this one, uh, kind of switching it up. I still want to see Werner at the striker role. So that's where I have him. So Werner, striker role, right forward, uh, I guess you can call it, it's going to be Ziyech. And then left forward is going to be Mason Mount. Um, as he's been playing very well recently. Score prediction, that end, you know, I'll, I'll go a little more. I said 2-0 win for this game against Barnsley, and I was closer than both of you. Um, you know, just had to throw that in there. And then, so I'm going to go 2-0 win again, actually, um, here against Newcastle United on Monday. For me, I want to see Timo Werner start, but I don't think, based on how people have been playing, obviously did just come off of a really, a, a really good game. But then he got injured, didn't play, and I think other people have been playing better, especially because of the last game. So I think Tammy Abraham has has to start up top after playing really well. I think he deserves to start. But I wouldn't I hope at some point Timo Werner comes on for him, maybe at halftime, or even maybe if he's not playing well, or maybe not at all. He gets another rest day, so hopefully he's like even though Duco said he's like fully fit, he's like a hundred percent, a hundred percent fully fit. And then I think the only really realistically the only two options for the kind of like two cams or two wingers, whatever you want to call them, are Callum Hudson Adoy and Mason Mount. I could see Timo Werner Werner playing at one of those two, but I think he's personally I don't have him over Mount or Adoy at the moment. So I don't think I don't think Timo Werner will start today, but I hope hopefully he comes on as a substitute. I think we're gonna win mm, Two, I think two one win. I think Callum Hudson Odoi gets a goal, and Timo Werner comes on for Tammy Abraham and scores a goal. Once again, look forward to next week's episode because we have something special planned. Not just a Newcastle recap, not just a Southampton preview for next weekend, but the All Decade team coming from Alex and Peter. Um, for that, we're gonna go f- uh an attacking. Well, they'll let you know. I think they're going to be going more attacking style formation. So all of those very good players that Chelsea had over the last decade, um, they'll be able to mention there. Um, not so much. We're not. We're not so much a fan of the defensive players, but there'll be there'll be some in there definitely that they'll mention. I think you got to have Aspie in there to be honest. But that's just a little preview to that. You know, we'll see what they have. But next week, look forward to that episode. It's coming soon. Wherever you're listening, please drop a subscription five stars rating and review an apple podcast really helps us out if you you know need to save some time just press the five stars instead of giving us a whole review that still is the same thing still works out wherever you're listening please follow us on twitter at talking blues pod also go follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at the giant take or the giant take pod on twitter that's a uh, new york giants podcast that alex and i do and peter's been on there before thank you so much for listening episode next week we will see you next time Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. 
So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.